What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode number 44 of Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast. Remember, if you like Xbox or video games in general, make sure to join us live every Thursday, except this episode, special case, we've had some technical issues, but we are normally live every Thursday around 5 p.m. over on YouTube, so please catch us there, come hang out, uh, lots of fun, you can interact with us and other people hanging out in the community. I'm your host, Kevin, aka The Muffin Mon. Uh, and I'm joined by one of my usual members this week, uh, Aman. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. You just got back to the UK. Oh yeah, because of the whole Delta variant thing, the borders were about to close, so I had to get out of there. So oh like wow! I didn't know they were doing. It. I didn't. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, not not great. Well. Uh, we got the Delta variant going around, and uh, it's also hot as hell in New York. We're having a heat wave, 95-degree days. It is blazing in this room right now. I got my AC on. It's not helping the entire apartment, so uh, having having a lot of fun. Uh, but for the video listeners, or you have already seen him, but for any audio listeners, we also have a special guest this week. Uh, he is the host of the Xbox Drive podcast, which recently passed 200 episodes. He's the host of We the Gamer Cast and the co-host of the Nintendo Drive podcast. It is Sean Capri. Sean, how are you doing? So happy to have you here. I am just happy to leave work and hang out with you guys and maybe play a little or talk a little bit of Xbox. I'm, I promise I'm not playing Xbox while I do this. You would absolutely know that. I leave my uh, my multitasking to driving and podcasting, and that's about it. And honestly, like I'm kind of proud of that. Like I, I don't want to you know jinx anything or anything, but like so far it's been pretty good. Most of the episodes that we've recorded on the Xbox Drive have indeed been me in my car going to McDonald's, grabbing some drinks, grabbing some food, and doing whatever. Uh, but for the most part, I can't even like chew and like walk, chew chew bubble gum and walk around. I can't even put that analogy together to show you the true power of my brain. But I'm stoked to be here, you guys, and I'm really excited. So thanks for having me on. Of course. Now, like I do with every guest that we have on, uh, I kind of want to give you some time to plug yourself at the top of the show. What is uh, the Xbox Drive podcast? What is the Nintendo Drive? What, what is all your podcasts? What are you about? Uh, give them the elevator pitch. There's too much there. Um, well, you know, I've just been very lucky to have a lot of um, wonderful support from an, an amazing community who just encourages me to to do and try new things, man. So, um, yeah, I started out with We The Gamer Cast, which is a weekly podcast where I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet and we talk about life and games and, you know, we talk about anything from as silly as just like the inner workings of a Pokemon game to... Um, people's marriages breaking up or things like that so it's a it, it ranges the whole the whole gamut mm-hmm. um on we the gamer cast which i which i love that's kind of what started it all and then one day i was on a skype call with a friend of mine and we decided wait well, man i'd really like to do an xbox show but we don't have any time to do it and we realized we kind of had that like dumb moment like why don't we do it like this? I drive to work every single day. Why don't we just like record this Skype call? And mm-hmm. from there, the Xbox Drive was was born. And yeah, 200 episodes later, I think it's been four years or so to to get to this point. It's actually 
like when you mentioned it, I, I was just there. We just celebrated. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, we did 200 episodes of this thing. So it's uh, it's been a really, it started out as really just kind of like a silly thing. Just like we wanted to do something extra. And then people started to listen to it. And then we started to, you know, meet some people from Xbox and we got to go to uh, the coalition to check out Gears 5 before that was released and have, have had just, honestly, it's like been kind of a game changing, life changing experience. So yeah, people can listen to that episode or to that podcast uh on all their podcast feeds or on youtube at youtube.com slash yumi capri is awesome and you uh recently started a nintendo podcast um with uh, i can't remember the name of your your co-host and i probably pronounce it wrong who uh oh that's okay nintendo with yeah, the Nintendo Drive is, uh, you know, it's we, we started to think, well, what else what else can we cover here? So I love, I used to do a lot of Nintendo podcasts with a good friend of mine, Bobby Pauls, who's the Nintendo guru, unfortunately passed away to COVID uh, yes. earlier this year. Uh, but when we decided, okay, what was going to be next for like content for me, we kind of put some some Patreon goals out there. And like I said, the, thanks to the support of the community, they, they kind of said they saw this idea for the Nintendo Drive, which um, similar kind of format to the Xbox Drive. Of course, I'm driving around talking and Nintendo with console Kato, who is just honestly like she deserves the plug like youtube.com slash console Kato. She is an absolutely amazing animal crossing and Nintendo content creator. She's doing some stuff with um, the Sims as well. She is her YouTube channel is insanely popular and I love doing Nintendo drive with her. And yeah, I think we're maybe 15, 16 episodes into doing that thing. Yeah. But um, it's one of those things like I do very focused, like platform based podcasts, but um. I do them all. Like I could talk about everything. I talk about Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. I could talk about PC gaming. Like I, I've been, I've been gaming for, I mean, probably thirty years at this point, which is actually nuts to even just say. I saw things that said, um, Brennan Stimpy and another couple other. I think Doug was yeah, like thirty years 30 old years as of old. today. Oh God, where's my Walker? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So Nintendo Drive, fairly new, but love doing that and talking Switch and things like that. And Xbox Drive. Um, yeah, we the gamer cast. It's that's enough. <laughs> so I, 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 I always wonder because you record these while you're driving. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you bring a setup in the car with you? Like, what, what does that look like inside your car? Sure. Yeah. Well, it has evolved over the years as we realize, like, oh, actually, people are listening to this. So I have. Um, I bring a laptop, so I have a little. I have a laptop sitting next to me in the passenger seat, which I tether to the internet from my cell phone, so that it can, you know, use Skype and call Ryan Turford or or Console Cato. And I have a little like a USB kind of headset, so I kind of look like um, I kind of look like a Backstreet Boy or a Gap worker or um, actually maybe somebody at the drive-through. So yeah, I have a little headset connected to my laptop, which is tethered to the internet, and for the most part, it works. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of kind of disconnects every once in a while, which um, we we fix in post. But um, yeah, it's it's basically just a a mobile kind of studio. Which, by the way, I feel like has great acoustics. Like you go in your car and you're listening to music. That's the best place to listen to music. Mm -hmm. And when you're recording something, like you're just you're in cushions. It's great. There's no echo. There's no. It's it's wonderful. So as long as the internet kind of holds up, then yeah, recording in the car is uh, a nice little secret just like audio booth, like a sound booth kind of thing. All right, come on. We're doing, we're getting in the car. We're going to record uh, future episodes driving. So uh... I take no responsibility, by the way. <laughs> I don't think this is a good idea, but I think it's probably pretty dangerous. Um... 
<laughs> if, 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 any, if you are, have any problems, you know, a lot of us might, or if you're, if you can't think about recording in the car is, and while you're driving is if you're like, Oh, what's the name of that thing? Or you're talking about something and maybe I want to look something up. Like I'm not, I can't look anything up. I can't yeah. die. I need to finish the podcast. <laughs> like, there's no an order of operations here. No exactly. Oh. We did. We did have one episode where I'd ran out of like my laptop ran out of batteries. I hadn't charged oh. it well enough and I really tried to push it. And so that was a bit of an abrupt ending. And there's a bunch of kind of fun stuff. But I think that's the uncertainty, the spontaneity that kind of keeps it dynamic. And uh, we have to be quick about it, too. We have to be we, we can't just yammer on like I'm doing right now. But it's a, it's a good time, man. Well, we we got plenty of time here. Um, now, you said before we get into our show proper, I did want to ask uh, just a few questions because this is an Xbox show. You're an Xbox guy, more you know, to to not have a better phrase. But uh, all our Xbox guests, we ask, which was your first Xbox, Ooh. and what is your favorite Xbox franchise? I love this. Well, I have really good memories of my first two consoles that I ever bought. We were a PC gaming family because, um, well, maybe for a variety of reasons, but my first console uh, period was uh, the Dreamcast, which uh, which was amazing. We had the Dance Dance Revolution pads and everything. Uh, good times with that. And I discovered by buying that, the reason I bring that up is because my younger brother and I split it. We both saved up our money and we're like, oh, this is something that we can do. Like we can actually afford some of these things because our parents weren't going to be buying it for us. But we had started to make some money with like paper routes and uh, we were refereeing soccer and stuff at the time. And so when the Xbox came out, it was very much like, I don't know if, if, if anybody was there and if anybody was into PC gaming at the time, like the, the fact that Microsoft was making a console was very, very strange, but also like what a beast this thing was the the controller itself was huge the with the power behind this thing it had a hard drive in it and absolutely captured my imagination uh and so my brother and i just like with the dreamcast we both split uh the original xbox and kind of went off from there so that was that was the first console like we've been there from day one i think i think the game that we got with it was uh project gotham racing i don't remember if we got it maybe um maybe dead to rights we might have gotten it about the same time as well but it actually wasn't halo like we didn't oddly yeah. enough we did not get halo um with it even though one of the reasons that i wanted it was um maybe a month or so before that um i was i was at i was working at safeway which is a grocery store here um and one of the one of the managers he was like this I look back on this now because I'm probably about this age now. It's so long ago. He was like this 40 year old, um, 40 year old, like kind of dork, but really nice. And just actually, he reminds me a lot of me, actually. Um, <laughs> his name was Alex. Shout out to Alex. And he invited a bunch of us over to like come out and hang out and play Halo. And I was like, well, this is amazing. I think I feel like a lot of us have that that memory of being shown Halo for the first time and everybody's got their own controllers and you know, anybody any of us who were especially my age who were playing like Goldeneye back in the day is like, well, this is obviously better. So just one of those very very memorable nights that prompted me to go to my brother to say, I think we should go have these on a on an Xbox and for whatever reason we didn't get into Halo until quite some time afterwards we were very very happy with like project gotham racing because i think on pc we were playing a lot of uh, need for speed games and stuff like that a lot of racing games before that so yeah original xbox was uh was my first one dude it's awesome yeah the same i and i actually got into halo 2 before i played the original my friend i think i did over. too yeah my friend I think came I did over too. halo 2 and it was like you gotta check this out so mm -hmm. then me and my brother were like we gotta get an xbox so we got an Xbox for Halo 2, and then we went backwards and played Halo 1. Yeah, yeah, man. I love that. I love that that brotherly, like, just connection, man. That's special. Oh, That's yeah. I, I grew up playing games with my brother. We're uh, we're twins, so we, 
we played games their entire lives and still play them now. Um, and favorite Xbox franchise? I don't, uh, anytime anybody asks me my favorite anything, I always kind of dance around a little bit. So I'm going to do that <laughs> again here. What I will tell you right now is that Gears is really special to me uh, for a variety of reasons. But one of the like kind of more memorable moments I have with the franchise is actually when I picked it up at, at the Best Buy store, uh, where I'm like, I was, I feel like I was just kind of getting back into games at that point with the 360. And I picked it up off the shelf and I'm like, I hear this might be good. And it's like, I was holding in my hands one of the most influential, one of the most important like titles in the history of of Xbox. And I will I don't know why that always just like sticks out of my mind where I go, like I wasn't quite all the way in like I am now. Um I just I had known enough to hear like I'm hearing good things about Gears of War. And then I play and just like like holy crap, my mind blown, like the cover mechanics, the throwing the lobbing your grenades into the into the emergence holes and just everything about it, it looked so next gen, you know, and I don't it's it's hard to those those moments became fewer and farther between as time has gone on when you go how do video games look this good and how did mm -hmm. like this is such a new experience so gears of war definitely um definitely has a has a nice special place in my heart doing co-op with a good friend of mine and uh learning i'm um, learning about horde with uh with gears 2 but yeah i mean given the day like i could tell you a totally different answer you know next week or would have given a different answer last week kind of thing sorry Gears is a, a great choice and a, a phenomenal game. So I've already changed my mind. Like, what about Forza? Like, why do I? Why, <laughs> because here's the thing about Forza that I'll tell you too. Like, I had again, like Project Gotham Racing, I really loved, and I had a history with Need for Speed back in the day as well. And I don't know, maybe it was like Gran Turismo when playing that at my friend's house on his PlayStation, where I kind of got scared away from the simulation style. So I saw Motorsport, I'm like, ah, that's probably not for me. And I think it was actually, I had played five, but I think it was when I got into six that I, in my mind, it started to play more like an RPG than anything, where I'm like leveling up my cars or earning XP, which was really credits, and kind of like modeling or tuning up my car, which they had made so much easier, more accessible. Um, and the way that they can... Especially in six, I don't think they did it as well in seven, but in six they did a really nice job of being able to tweak the um, the various levels of difficulty, whether or not you're going to play with like um, steering assist or ABS brakes or the driving lines or things like that. Like you could tweak a lot of those things, and they would it would incentivize you uh, because then you would get nice perks to your to the credits that you would then earn by completing the races. Which I thought like that was just a beautiful way that they did that in in six and. That's actually was my that was my on ramp, pardon the pun, to Horizon. I didn't play Horizon until I was realizing that Motorsport Six was an excellent game, and Forza Horizon Three is one of my favorite games of all time. Like I was getting up at five in the morning to play that game so I could have a couple hours in that before work, just listening to podcasts, just driving around, smashing through trees and fences and all the stuff, like getting all my my spin wheels and collecting all my cars. For so that brings me to say Forza Horizon Five, I am stoked about. Like the fact that it's in Mexico, I'm seeing freaking gifts being shared on on Twitter that are like what like what compression level are are visuals on gifts? And this is the lowest level of visual, and still, Forza Horizon Five looks stupidly good. Nobody was asking for that for it to look that good. Didn't have to look that good. It looks awesome. So, Gears Forza. Like I'm a I'm a pretty classical I guess Xbox person to say. I'll say Gears. I'll say Halo. I'll say Forza. That's perfectly fine. I wish uh, Tom our our buddy, our normal panel member, he loves Forza as well. So uh, he's got his whole racing wheel set up. So he would certainly oh, be jealous. Yeah, 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 man. He's proud of that one. But we'll uh, we'll move the show along and get into our first real segment. 
And we start every week here on Project X Talk by asking one simple question. And that question is, what's your plan? So I'm going to go around the room and ask everyone, what's your plan? So, Amon, what's your plan? <laughs> so I've been playing quite a lot these past four hours. Um, fi I finally gave us the Ascent a shot. And goddamn, that game is hard. I had like 15 tries on the first boss. And like, that's the most amount of time I've spent on the first boss. And like... I also play Souls games. I beat the first boss in Bloodborne in like my second or third try. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the Ascent is on another level of hardness. I think maybe I'm just not used to the isometric camera angle and the twin stick shooter mechanics. Like I haven't touched a twin stick shooter game for in a long time. I think the last one I played was Army of the Dead, 40th day on my PSP. Uh, so oh, that wow. was oh a while ago. Uh, anyways, uh, back on topic. I really liked uh, the aesthetic of the ascent. Uh, I think the whole cyberpunk genre is just my thing, and yeah, loving the character designs gives me a lot of Blade Runner vibes. Um, other than that, I only put in a couple of hours into the ascent, so I can't really rate it or have a fixed opinion on what I think about the game. But I guess time will tell. Um, but other than that, uh, on my flight, I played some Pokemon Shield. Um, yeah, so I finally beat the game, and I have to say I really enjoyed it. It was like, it, I, I played a Pokemon game after a long time, and it was kind of nostalgic for me, and uh, in a way, but yeah, I really enjoyed the game. Can't wait for Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond. Obviously, I'm going to be going for Shining Pearl, but yeah, Pokemon Shield was a solid 8 out of 10 for me. And last but not least, you all know my relationship with FIFA. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yes. I mean, I I can't speak. I've been playing FIFA a ton this week, so nice. Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> me, me and my friends, pro clubs, but glutton for punishment over there. Uh, I want to bring it back to the ascent um, because Tom and I spoke on that last week a little bit. Have you had many bugs or glitches? Because Tom was having a really bad time with it. It like deleted two of his characters. Um, it it just wasn't going well for him. So far, I haven't encountered anything, but again, I've only put in about two hours in. I've only like cleared the first boss and a little bit after that. So as of now, I have nothing. I have no issues. Okay. All right. So maybe maybe a patch came out. I haven't really kept up since the uh, the initial launch because that's not a that's not a Kevin game. But uh, glad you're enjoying it. I'll uh, listen. Uh, look forward to hearing more about it uh, next week. Aman, Sean, what you playing? I also have been playing the ascent and I agree with everything you just said. I am, um, but I, but it is a me game that that game is, I love the, it's sort of like a, like a kind of a gentle, um, twin stick shooter. Like it, it's weird how it is, but it isn't kind of all at the same time. Like technically it is, but, um, yeah, loving that. Also, uh, Lumines remastered. What the crap, dude? I was not asking for this game, but it came on the game pass recently. My co-host Ryan Turford had recommended it to me. And, uh, you know, I had every intention, especially like last night, I'm like, I'm going to, I want to try Hellblade cause it just got optimized, yeah. which I'm sure we'll be chatting about. Um, I wanted to try that, but I'm like, this Lumines game is calling out <laughs> to me, man. Very, very uh, beautiful, snappy, kind of just arcadey, puzzly game. It's very Tetris-like, um, and I highly recommend people check it out, especially Game Pass. You're going to hear me champion Game Pass pretty much this entire time that we're chatting, but... Dude, Lumines is, is really, really good. And also, I think, I'm not sure when this is actually going to drop, but um, last week I had a chance to to be in the closed beta for Back for Blood, and right now the open beta is happening as well. And again, 
shout out to Game Pass. This game is coming to Game Pass. I'm, I'm kind of at the mindset where I'm like, I liked what I saw. I really enjoyed playing the game. Do I need to play more in beta time or do I just hold off and wait until the game actually comes out day and date into Game Pass? And in the meantime, maybe I'll try out that Hellblade or maybe get back to Luminous for some stupid reason. <laughs> it's just like a bit of a bit of a mind cleanse too. As I uh, I recently finished on, on Nintendo Switch, I played through um, Skyward Sword HD. So maybe that's why. That actually might be a, a key factor in me playing Luminous. It might just be, I might need a bit of a wipe, a bit of a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned the Back for Blood beta. Did you say you got in last week? Yeah, yeah. I was able yeah. to play yeah, for a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. so our, our co-host Tom here, he got in and hooked me and my friends up with some codes. So I played that quite a bit, put uh, quite a few hours into that. What are your impressions on it, just based on the beta? Obviously, the game will change between now and, and October, but how are you feeling? Are you are you more excited? Are you worried? I am exactly where I expected I needed to be, which is which is excited. I I love the Left 4 Dead games back in the 360 days, but because I put dude, I put so many hours into those games, it's ridiculous. And I think it's a weird sort of like muscle memory of expectation where I'm like, I was waiting for the game to slow down because there's so many things happening and just you know I played that style of game before. It's very very similar to the Left 4 Dead games. And of course, the spiritual successor, many of the developers on this one as well. So I was expecting it to like drop down to 17 frames per second, and it for mm-hmm. me it didn't really do that. Like it for a beta, it it performed really quite well. Uh, so on a performance standard, I think it I think I'm very confident in it. Uh, a couple interesting kind of additions to it though, like definitely not as um, straightforward or simplified. I think as uh, as Left 4 Dead, and that's nothing to take away from either game. It's just there's this additional layer with the card deck building, and you can choose different perks and things like that. That may like I I don't know what to make of it to be to be honest yeah. with you because I've only played for a couple hours. What I what I wanted to get out of the beta honestly was just like I wanted Left 4 Dead at 60 frames per second. But what I got was like a, oh choose your card, and I'm like okay, like I could see when maybe I get into the game when it comes out. I'm like that might actually keep me around for even longer than Left 4 Dead ended up doing, which to be frank, was actually pretty, quite a long time. But um, yeah, it's more than just revisit the same areas or choose one of whatever four or five campaigns that you might have. Uh, it seems like there's going to be an extra layer, which probably is where they should have gone, you know, after whatever it's been 15 years since Left 4 Dead. So a nice like evolution um, of that model. So I'm I'm excited for it, man. I'm glad to see it. Yeah. So I, like I said, I was also in it with uh, with my friends and we played through i think there were eight missions in the campaign available or something Mm -hmm. like that we played through four of them on different difficulties because normal is pretty easy things tend to to die one hit um so we we wanted that extra difficulty the raising the difficulty definitely makes it harder and Mm -hmm. makes it more enjoyable i think if you want more of a challenge i would recommend putting it uh higher now if they make any adjustments if you're working together if yes. you're if you're collaborating, if you have friends who all know what yes. they're doing, if yeah. it's randoms, definitely not because we played one game with a random. They were shooting all the birds, alerting mm-hmm. the hordes constantly. It was it was a little frustrating that they were not really cooperating. <laughs> Those um, birds are the worst, man. That, I don't know. I don't about know. That. I, I don't know why they put the the birds of all of all things. But mm-hmm. I echo what you say. You know, we me and my group of friends were big fans of Left 4 Dead One. We didn't really care for Left 4 Dead 2 that much. Um, yeah. But Left 4 Dead 1, and when I hopped in, I was like, I want this to be Left 4 Dead. And to me, it feels like Left 4 Dead. This is mm-hmm. kind of how I would imagine Left 4 Dead in a modern feeling. I don't think it feels 
you know, like a first person shooter. It feels like Left 4 Dead. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not, it's not, you're not going to pick it up and be like, oh, this is Call of Duty. No, it, it, right. feels, it feels like you're going to go shoot some zombies. I like you can't the, aim down sights now, though, which is kind of nice. Like that was, you know, you that, had the left trigger. That snap, that snap is aimbot. If you have the the ADS on, you yeah. basically get headshots every time. It's, yeah. it's ludicrous, um, in a good way or a bad way, depending on how you know how you want to play it. I kept it on; it was just popping all the zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it felt great. I liked the guns. I like that they have the attachments, the rarity. I, I thought that was a really good addition. The card system, much like you, I'm not entirely sold on yet. I think it has potential. I think there is a room for it to get a little bit convoluted at points yeah. where mm-hmm. you're not sure like what the cards do sometimes because the descriptions are a little vague or yeah. the cards aren't really worth even like you only get to choose a certain number. Like you put an item on a deck and then you get picked from this five. And if those five aren't any that you actually want, well, it's like, well, what's the point? These don't help me at totally. all. Totally. Pick any uh, of them. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's kind of how we were feeling. We did hop into PVP, which is radically different. I don't know if you mm. played any of the PvP. I never got a chance to play that. No, no. Yeah. So the PVP is uh, you take a turn playing as the ridden or the, the zombies, and you get to choose the classes. So they have the four ridden classes over there. You can spend uh, points that you get to like upgrade the ridden, upgrade a regular zombie horde that is going in, and then if you're on the other team, you play as uh, f- four of the human survivors, the cleaners or whatever they call them, and you can uh, basically prepare. Like you, you get your weapons, you get your med kits, but over there is where you really use your card system. That's where your PvP card deck comes in. To play so you pick things like mm. increased ammo uh faster reload better healing yeah. stuff what, whatever you have in your pvp deck is where your car is coming over there so you do a round and you see how quickly you can kill the cleaners and then you switch sides and see if you can survive longer than it took you to kill them so if you survive mm. longer you win that round and you do that three times it switches the map so it's it's a long process if you're hopping into this PvP, which I hope there's different modes, you're probably in for a good half an hour for for one match. If, if everyone's playing, you know, not quitting and and bad players, but I could see you being in there a while. And I don't know how I felt about that. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, I, I I like the PVE, but I, I like as I it didn't even cross my mind to try it. But sorry, Mon. Yeah. What were we saying about? Yeah, I was just asking. What, what would you guys say the ratio of tactical and um, going all out is between in, in, compared to Left 4 Dead, or is it exactly like Left 4 Dead? I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty close. Like, there's definitely areas where you can really mess things up. You know, like you know something as blatant as the birds. Um, but definitely, you know, where it really comes to to, to me, it, it's that last area. Like, just as you're about to make your your escape. That's where difficulty definitely ramps up. That's where you really need to be working on the same page, whether it's placing the bombs on the ferry or whatever. Like, you need to be coordinated. And that is so Left 4 Dead. That's exactly what I remember uh, from that game as well. But, you know, from the, for the other areas, it's, it, again, carry over from Left 4 Dead. If you're by yourself, if you run ahead or if you lag behind, you're screwed, man. Like, you will get picked off so easily. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of what I remember for Left 4 Dead on all of those fronts. 
I would second that. The ferry is uh, one that we did, and the difficulty jump, uh, even on normal mode, from the other levels to that was uh, yeah. astronomical. And I mm -hmm. actually did survive the ferry because I went back to rescue one of our other guys who went down. And yep. I was like, I got time. I got 20 seconds. I did not have time. I did mm -hmm. not make it. So. Yeah, I would say you do need to be tactical, especially for those final missions. But there's a great minigun somewhere. I think I, mm -hmm. I pushed one of my dead friends off of it and I <laughs> took over the minigun. It's just like it's so satisfying. Like the the gunplay really is good. It isn't Call of Duty, but it is like it gives you just enough to you know, you can throw around your propane tanks or your, your gas tanks and whatever and light them all on fire. That's all very satisfying. It all feels very Left 4 Dead as well. So yeah, lots of tools and stuff at your disposal. One of the things that I remember about Left 4 Dead in the like before it actually came out in the, the the devs were talking about it that i don't know if it's here i'm sure it is but the game seemed to adjust based on either how you're playing or how you're performing so if you're doing really really well then it would sort of like pull back on ammo but if you were kind of like struggling a little bit it would help you a little bit more so i don't know if that's the case in this one but that always stayed in my mind a little bit of how new and innovative that seemed especially back in the 360 days so yeah, yeah. But it's a good game man yeah no i'm I wouldn't say I'm, I'm blown away. I'm just as excited for it as I was before. Yeah. The fact it's coming to Game Pass, I'm still looking forward to it. I don't know how much longevity it has. Like I'll, pro I'll play through the campaign, maybe do some PvP, but in terms of keeping me engaged, I don't really know, especially with Halo coming this Halo. fall. Mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm going to be devoting my PvP time over there. I'm not going to be going to Back from Blood, but it, it is what it is, and I got one more game I want to rave about before we get into our, the news, and that is... Wait, little, before you do that, do yeah. you think they're going to add a battle pass to Back for Blood? Mm, no, I don't, battle think so. pass system. I don't think so. I don't think it fits from what I played. I don't think it would fit in the, the world. Yeah, and it would probably feel pretty gross that because like, there is a card system that seems like... Well, I mean, cosmetically, like, you probably could throw something in there that's it like i mean i know you're going on to the next game but it, it lacked that like irreverence that i think the the, the left for dead ones they seem to lampoon the the left for dead or just a horror zombie kind of flicks a little bit more the characters i felt like were a little bit more memorable but again i only played for a few hours but you know i love the i love the old guy or like you know bill or whoever it is like all <laughs> these guys i love that stuff and these these people were fine i played his mom uh for the most part when i was um when I was going through mine, so more to more to see on that front. But I definitely yeah. like the the humor, the 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 weird humor that was in Left 4 Dead games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and last game I've been playing this week, a uh, little indie game uh, just came to Game Pass. I think last week, uh, Dodgeball Academia. Oh, I gotta play this, man. Oh. So many, dude. Game Pass is crazy. This last like thirty days or something like that. This game, okay. I heard. Um, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about like maybe checking this out. I think I checked yeah. out Mr. Maddie plays a video where he was like top five RPGs for this month. And it, I think it was in there. Um, what? I, was, I thought so, but so like, yeah, I was like, all right, I'll download it. It's on game pass. What do I got to lose? And I love this game. I am nice. almost done with it. It's only about maybe 10 hours long. If you do like the side quest, even um, better. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. You it's, uh, basically like a, a shonen anime so i compare it to like Yu-Gi-Oh gx where you go he sent goes to this school and he's like i'm gonna be the best dodgeball player and then he has like a rival kid is like no you're not i'm gonna be the best dodgeball player yeah <laughs> for, it forms a squad like haikyuu huh like haikyuu 
Yeah, yeah. So he forms a squad of his his dodgeball homies. You you build your team, and the battle system is so unique. Like you get, in, it, I swear to God, they ripped off Pokemon for so many of these things. So they have random trainers placed around the map. When you walk in front of them, it plays almost an identical little jingle to like the Pokemon thing. Uh, and then you go to a dodgeball court where the three characters in your party have to play a dodgeball game against the other people, however many they have. They can have one to six people. It's, it's never a fair fight. Um, you can catch balls. You have different kind of throws. You have different power moves, ultimate moves. And you, you level up. You get experience. You can buy equipment to deck out your people. This game is awesome. There's an infirmary, which is basically the Poke Center. It plays. It goes to a black screen, plays a little Amazing. jingle. Yeah. This game is so heavily heavily inspired by so many other RPG and JRPG games, and it shows in the best way. The story, I wouldn't say, is like, it's not nothing phenomenal, but it's like cute and funny at certain points. But the gameplay loop is fun. The quests are fun. Like just everything you do in the game is just fun. Like I, I keep coming back to it. And I'm like, oh, I love this game. I might be able to 100% it. I think I might have missed one achievement, but. You know, uh, either way, 90 percent is close enough for for an indie title like this, which I was not expecting to love. So I got to finish this before twelve minutes comes out next week. That's, that's my oh goal. my god, man! It's just unstoppable. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, next next Thursday or something. I don't know. Holy crap! That just keeps rolling, and every mm -hmm. time I think I have a little break, I find something else that I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna get invested in this now. So. Uh, yeah, Dodgeball Academia. I'll probably do a review for it for our YouTube channel, but it has my glowing recommendation. Uh, yeah, got to add one, this one to the list. Yeah. it's good. Absolutely. Well, now that we've gone through what we're playing, let's deep dive into the library of news that we have here. Uh, and rumor number one is what we're starting with. I'm pulling from wiredupreport.com. Who has the summary but this rumor comes from youtuber scalzy tv a name that's popped up in rumors regarding bethesda before scalzy states that they heard a rumor about bethesda opening a new studio that focuses on remasters or remakes he's not sure if this is legit or not but he heard the rumor a couple of times now he added in a future tweet that the rumor did not come from his usual sources but did come from fairly trustworthy sources while nothing has officially been announced at the time of this recording, it begs the question that I'll pose to you two here. Would this be a good idea? And what games would you like to see Bethesda Remaster Remake? Uh, Oblivion. Oblivion. All right, Amon. So. I, think, I think that would be perfect just like a year or two before Elder Scrolls Six comes out. An Oblivion Remake. No, not, a, not like a remastered version, like how we had Mass Effect Legendary Edition, like a full-fledged remake like how we had with Resident Evil 2. That's what I'd like to see. Also, um, Fallout New Vegas. Ah, I took my answer. <laughs> that, yeah. That's the correct response. That is I, actually... I'll, I'll, let you, I'll, let you, I'll let you say why. I'll let you say why. Well, to be honest with you, like that's the one I want because I, I haven't gotten to it yet. I loved Fallout 3 quite a lot, actually, and I never did... Like I, I think I played me the first couple hours, but nothing to really say like that I truly experienced it. And I just hear all these wonderful things about it, and I feel like that's... 
I don't know. It, it's almost one of those things that you kind of go, it would make sense if that were to happen. And of course, they haven't announced anything. But in my brain, like that will happen. Like if I just maybe speak it enough that it will actually <laughs> come into existence. I, that's the one that I want. And I, because I think, you know, again, not having played that one, but having played the third one, I just feel like that's the one that people seem to just talk about quite a bit more. I don't hear anybody talking about Fallout 3, even though it's same engine, same like very... Um, kind of same era, I guess, as well. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was pre kind of Fallout 4 where you got into base building and quite a lot of the other things that, that they introduced with that one. So that's that was the first game that came to mind for me. Is it a good idea? Heck heck yes. Dude, there's a huge library and a huge history. And to your point, I'm on too, like there can be a, a range of, is this just being modernized in terms of its resolution and frame rate? Or like, what do you do with those original, um, even those original follow games one and two, like if on the PC side would be really interesting to see what they could do on that front to modernize them or even make them perhaps even ready for, for console, I think would be kind of, kind of neat to see, but there's just, there's too much history for this not to be a thing. And for it also to, it's smart to just kind of offshoot it. So that you don't have some of these core studios, you don't have like Machine Games or ID or anything like going back and remaking some of their things. ID can continue doing what they're doing, which is go back in their catalog and do like I want like a Quake from them next. Like do to Quake what they did with Doom recently, or what they uh, what Machine Games has done with with Wolfenstein. Put all the re- like you know pull the old games and give that to another studio to do the remakes and remaster, almost like a Blue Point Games kind of thing. Um, I think would be really smart for this and the, the gigantic catalog that Bethesda has. Took the words almost out of my mouth. I think that because it's the worst kept secret in the industry right now that Blue Point has been acquired by Sony, even though we're waiting for right. the official right. I think that Microsoft or Bethesda launching a remaster remake studio makes a lot of sense because we've seen Bluepoint have success over on the other side. Demon Souls, you know, their upcoming Metal Gear Solid game, which is also uh, a bad industry secret that they're supposedly remaking that. But if we can get a studio of developers who are only, you know, they don't really care about making original IP. They're only there to take what's been done remaster it, remake it, and they're completely fine with that. I think we can have a lot of success uh, on the Xbox front. Now, where I wanna where I wanna kind of pivot is the fact where everyone's like, oh well, it's gonna be Bethesda's, they're gonna make Bethesda games. Why words out of my mouth. Why, why did I do that? Limit? Yeah, why why would we limit it since Bethesda is now part of Xbox? Why mm-hmm. don't we open up this big Xbox library of IPs that we have and just let them go run wild. Sure, they can they can remaster Fallout New Vegas. I think that one is actually that makes a lot of sense. I think that's one fans would really clamor for and want and receive very well. But there's so many IPs. Uh, cough, Banjo Kazooie. My yeah, my rare is where toy. I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many uh, Viva Pinata. If we're yeah, there, there is a lot of ips that have cameo. been forgotten yeah well i don't know about cameo but uh there there are ips that have been lost to time now that rare doesn't seem interested in doing you know i'm not asking for a one-to-one remake maybe a reimagining banjo kazooie you know some something along those lines like like resident evil 2 because that wasn't a, a one-for-one remake it, it took what resident evil 2 was and and made it better made it modern so i think we could do that with a lot of old xbox ip and and that's really where i would hope that they would go and not limit it to just bethesda 
That would be great. I hope that happens. Yeah. Well, it's it's still a rumor at this point, so we we still have uh, ways to go. Spelzy? No, Gamescon, bring it on, man. Gamescon. Wait, uh, there's also QuakeCon, August 19th, I think. Uh, yes, and I think I, I I didn't add it to our news, but before we went live, I saw something about um, a yeah. remastered Quake uh, was leaked or something for QuakeCon. Oh, no, no. I, I leaked this a few weeks ago. I told you, a Quake game with the female pr- protagonist is coming soon. I do remember wow. you saying that. I don't know, I don't know yeah. about that, but... I remember if that turns out to be true, maybe I'll start taking your uh, your nonsense a little more seriously. But um, we can move on to story number one, since the first was a rumor. And I'm pulling from Rory Young over at Game Rant. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 senior gameplay designer joins the Fable development team. Powell Capala is now confirmed to have been hired by Playground Games for the role of principal gameplay designer. His LinkedIn account says he is, quote, designing and implementing combat into Fable. Kapala also worked on The Witcher 3's enemies, encounters, and AI, and for Cyberpunk was responsible for melee and firearms. So we've heard about Cyberpunk endlessly, it feels like, since it came out. Um, But now we have one of their senior gameplay designers over working on Fable, a game I'm super excited to, to see come back. One, should we be concerned... (laughs) <laughs> because of the cyberpunk reception or you know do we think this impacts fable at all sean i'm gonna throw it to you first well i think i i kind of giggle a little bit just because it sort of like implies that there's some sort of like weird infection that happens when somebody comes over and brings all the nastiness with them i i i, I do think that maybe maybe i showed my true colors i think that notion is a little bit laughable i don't think that there's anything to be worried about if anything you know you just think about the true talent. It's amazing how quickly the reputation is shifted for this mm-hmm. for this developer with with the yeah. project. Like, because you know, prior to what this time last year, the game was supposed to be game of the year. They were like the number one studio. Why wouldn't Xbox want to buy them? Like all of these things. And so, yeah, probably this is all all those mostly like positive things are probably still true about that thing. And and ultimately, like it, I think it's just a matter of that the game got released probably a year early and it's just it's it's so interesting this maybe is a little off topic but you you almost will have a like test case scenario where you go cyberpunk is what happens when you release it a year early and halo infinite potentially will show what happens when you just wait a year and let that bake a little bit longer and all those things so i don't think i i don't think anybody's pointing to a thing like cyberpunk and go like they clearly aren't talented or they clearly don't know what they're doing it was probably just a time thing and maybe shifting priorities or, you know, maybe it was in various states over the course of the time that it was in development for whatever, 10 years or something like that. Uh, I think that has more to do with what happened with Cyberpunk than anybody who's really involved with it. Um, there's promises that were made to the public. There were there were obligations maybe to, I don't know, maybe shareholders. Or it's, a, it's a privately owned company. So, um, yeah, th- I think there's just other factors other than having to be worried about this person coming in and buggering up fa- Fable. But... Yeah, I think it's. I think we should be happy with this. It's just, man, it brings a lot of baggage with it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Before I give my opinion, I'm on. I'm. A, I'm gonna let you because you yeah, love Cyberpunk. Just to restate, yeah. Just to restate, restate Sean's point. Like, um, a lot of the problems that have that came with Cyberpunk were mainly from the upper management and uh, not really from the game developers. It wasn't really their fault what happened to the game. So, I don't think it should be a problem. I'm with you guys. Uh, any notion other than 
this isn't a big deal. Like it's not going to change anything. Like he didn't, he was not the reason cyberpunk was not received. Well, he was not the reason CDPR, uh, their, their image has kind of taken a shift. You know, this is just a developer switching jobs. I think reading into it any more than that would be, uh, a, di- a little disingenuous. I think, I think we can understand that he wants to do a, a great job. And honestly, I don't, I don't remember anyone complaining about the firearms and the in the gunplay in Cyberpunk, so I, I don't think what he did was anything uh, close to the problem. So for me, it's a non-story. I just wanted to bring it up, see if anyone had uh, any differing thoughts, but we're all in agreement. So I'll I think on. really what it highlights, though, guys, is like that yeah. the expectations that people have around the game before it comes out. Right. So that's the, like I said, there's so many factors here, but it really all matters to how is this game revealed? Like we've, we, we know it exists. You know, we had the, 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 the frog or toad eating the fairy or whatever. Like that's basically what we know about this game. So from here, it's just about like, what does playground do to like, let us know what, what can we expect? Are they hyping it up? And they are, are is that getting out of hand or will they do a good job managing expectations? That's a way bigger and probably more interesting conversation to have rather than like, is this guy going to infect what's happening over a playground? I I, I feel yeah. like given the chance, I think Xbox and its various studios would eat up every one of those people who are <laughs> every one of those talented individuals over at CD Projekt for sure. Yeah, so that's an interesting point, and I I think that might be a discussion probably for a later time once we've seen more of Fable. Once totally. marketing has really ramped up and Gamescom. And, yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Well, I would love I would love that, but. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm in agreement there. I think we need to see more Fable before we can really start worrying or getting overly excited for anything. Yeah. So we'll move right along. Uh, we previewed this a little earlier, but story number two, we received a surprise upgrade for one of Xbox's best games from the last generation, in my personal opinion. Uh, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, has received an Xbox Series X and S optimization patch. The optimization patch provides enriched visuals, DirectX ray tracing, a resolution mode, uh, update materials, which are the textures, uh, particles, details, higher draw distance, a chapter select feature, 120 hertz mode, uh, and a PC update is also in development. Now, we do have a little breakdown here of all the modes and what they offer. So if you're on the Xbox Series X and you want to play in performance mode, there is no ray tracing. You have dynamic resolution up to 1080p and 120 hertz. If you want to play in resolution mode, no ray tracing, dynamic 4K resolution, and 60 FPS. And then the new enriched mode, which I think I actually uh, said resolution earlier, it's enriched. Uh, That is where you get the ray tracing, the dynamic 4K resolution, and 30 FPS. That's for the Series X. Series S will will differ a little bit, but there's a full breakdown on Ninja Theory's uh, Twitter if you want to go for that. so I actually did hop into this, Sean. I know you were saying you, you wanted to. I hopped in primarily for well, because I'm gonna, I'm going to do a review of it. So uh, for the channel, that's that's coming up now that we have the next gen version. But I've played it before, and I was missing one achievement, and it was those lore stones. I wanted to hop in, just go to the chapter since they've now added chapter mm-hmm. select. Turns out. Chapter select is only available after you beat the game again. (laughs) So chapter select is absolutely worthless to me. You have to start the chapter 
And then you can select that chapter. So I jumped in, started playing, and then I was like, where's chapter select? Did chapter one, went back to the main menu, saw chapter select, but it only lets you do chapter one because that's all I played. Uh, I really hope Ninja Theory fixes this. This is a, this is a, a, an issue for me. This, uh, this kind of kills my desire to go get the achievement because I don't want to replay the whole game right now. You know, we have other things coming out. I just wanted to hop in, play a few chapters, really like get that feel for the game again and finish my achievements. I will say that because I have an LG OLED, I do have the 120 hertz. Performance mode looks very good. The 120 FPS is is almost stable. I know Digital Foundry did a, a, a video on it today, but with VRR, you basically can't tell. It does look really good, but I think for the best experience, enriched mode is perfectly fine. That's with the ray tracing, dynamic 4K, and 30 FPS. You know, This is a puzzle story-based game. I really don't think you need anything more than 30 FPS for this, and the ray tracing and up-res really just does it justice. I, I The game looks absolutely gorgeous in enriched mode. That would be my preferred way to play this game. I said earlier that I was not going to be playing Xbox and podcasting here, but I just wanted to fire up my uh, my cloud streaming app on my phone. Uh, and it does fire up here, and it does have touch controls, something I never thought that I would actually be excited about, but it's very few far between where I actually want to grab a controller and play these games. Uh, but I'm curious, because... um xCloud or whatever we're calling it these days is uh it's on the it's on the series x um blades now so i don't want to see what this would look like over here but anyway just wanted to let you know i'm firing it up and it's a uh, oh. man that it's here for podcasting it's here for toilet time like whatever you want that's xCloud. put that on the box yeah put it on the posters uh, once you get into a, a game let me know how it looks over there on the on your phone Sure, I'm uh, adapting the uh, the gamma right now, the, vi the visuals. But there, it fired it up, man. Starting a new game, and the load times are it's in. It's fired up. This is crazy. Have you played it before? I played on PC for I think I'm maybe like forty percent of the way through the game. But I'm gonna start over now that it's optimized. I'm gonna I'm gonna fire it back up right from the beginning because I don't remember like I know there's puzzles. I remember there's certain mechanics about it. But I wanna I wanna jump in with a good set of headphones. I've got a pretty decent set. So headphones are a must for this game. Mm -hmm. the The audio is is next level. Uh, Aman, you've played Hellblade, right? Yeah, I played the whole game on cloud. Oh, you have played it on cloud. Okay. Oh, How there you go. Uh, but you didn't have the, you had the last gen version. So how was oh, it? Oh yeah, how last gen. Um, it was good, I guess, because the game was already visually impressive before the upgrade. So I, I think it was, it was pretty good. I think there were a few frame drops, but yeah, it was visually it was amazing. But um, um, yeah, they can always improve on the frames and it hurts aspects. So any any desire to hop back in now that it's optimized? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> It was a good game. I just like there's a lot coming up now. There's Hades. There's 12 minutes. Oh yeah, Hades too, man. Oh yeah. There's, there's oh much. my god, dude. <laughs> talking every, 12 minutes, Hades. 24 time, hours from now. Every time someone talks, a new game is on Game Pass. <laughs> so uh, how how's it looking over there? It looks smooth, dude. Like it looks really good. It's she's kind of like she's going through. Or she's she's yeah, on her little like log canoe thing, and it looks really good. Do you like, get? Do you get options since I, I've never used oh, good uh, point. cloud? So I was like, do they have the enriched performance? Man, we're, we got a live look at this right now. Mm -hmm. Graphics, menu, yes. it's it seems to be locked to performance mode. Okay. 
Okay. So you, it can't, it does let you go into that menu, but yeah, it looks like that's locked. It looks like the only thing I can change is like gamma. There's audio controls, and I accidentally hit B instead of A because I'm a dum dum with these controls. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can control volume and stuff. Like, I don't know. Very cool, man. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So performance, I mean, we mean no ray tracing through this through streaming, which obviously. Uh, 1080p resolution, which is the the max that I believe you can do over xCloud, and 120 frames. If it's comp I don't know if I don't know if it does 120 on phones, but maybe if not, is that what the performance mean? That yeah, you just laid that. Out. I mean, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I'd, yeah. That's the one thing that I, I. That's where I maybe show my true colors a little bit because I do think that when I see like 17 fra 17 frames per second, I'm like ah, that's not very good. Or if I see like 30 versus 60, I definitely can tell. But yeah. like this could be 120, it could be 60. Like I, I most, don't know. Maybe most, maybe I'm a fraud. Most no, most people. Uh, once you get above 60, you really you struggle. You struggle to see a difference. It yeah, is unless a, it's juddering around. If it's yeah. going from 90 to 60, like I, I think I definitely will. I think anybody would. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no. Well, that's that's awesome. That was a any audio listeners. If you want to go see how well that worked and how smooth that was, a uh, little plug for XCloud. Uh, check out the video. But uh, <laughs> oh, it's got yeah. gyro controls. That's how I'm supposed to look around on this thing. Oh, <laughs> what the heck? I just pressed this like <laughs> controller button. Is it basic controls or gyro? What the? Okay, stay tuned. We'll keep. I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, let us know if you figure out anything else. I can't do this that. when I'm driving the car, man. This is new for me. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's awesome. But uh, yeah, I'm a, like I said, a little disappointed in just the chapter select. Everything else is fantastic about this upgrade. So if you haven't played Hellblade, uh, please hop back in or hop in for the first time. It's only about six to eight hours long. It's a very short game. Uh, it is mm -hmm. mostly puzzles, a few combat sequences, uh, which I think feel good. Some people don't like the combat, but I, I think it feels good. Please go play it. It's a it's a fantastic story, and the sequel is going to be, I think, super expanded with the yeah. backing of Microsoft because this was an indie game like this, PlayStation it, exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> and we, we took it from mm -hmm. we took, took the whole studio. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. But that that is awesome. We'll uh, we'll move on to Hellblade. Uh, you know, shout out if anything cool happens over there, uh, Sean. But uh, story number three. Playing it. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> story number three. Pulling from Xbox Wire, Xbox has announced they're bringing Xbox Cloud Gaming Beta to the Xbox app on Windows 10 PCs for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members who are part of the Insider program. Uh, remote Play has also been enabled, which allows you to stream your Xbox Series X and S console to your PC. Uh, we knew this was coming. It was announced a while ago. It's now available for Insiders. Um, while you can currently utilize xCloud through the web browser for everyone, this is part of their promised integration to the Windows app and their continued promise to bring more games to more people to allow them to play on lower end machines. So like my PC, not a great PC. It's, it's I think I have like a 760 graphics card in here. Like it is very low end. I play like Among Us and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting 60 frames. Like. I could play. I could play a few games, but with this, if I want to stream from my Series X, I don't know why I would because it's right there. But if I wanted to, I could stream it over to my PC and have the great, you know, I could play Hellblade. I could play Hellblade on my PC, which I definitely could not do now. So 
this option is available. I don't, I won't use it. Uh, Sean looks like you're in the cloud ecosystem. I'm, tr- I'm trying to, I'm trying to fire it up right now, to be honest <laughs> with you. But I, I um, but yeah, it, it, this is for insider. So I actually don't think I can just fire up this app right uh, yeah. now as we speak. So I've got to, I might have to get a little bit more involved, which would make me much less uh, paying attention over here. So I'm not going to do that right now. I did, I, I, I will be, I will admit, I put my phone down to try and fire up the app. But yeah, it's still the usual that I've got. So I will have to try another time. Do you have a, a good PC? I do, yeah. But the, one of the things that I was, was going to call out if I was able to fire up, I just tried Gears 5 here, is um, the fact that, like, yeah, a lot of people are going to have really good PCs, but one of the things that I find quite often, um, especially uh, when kind of playing games with the community and stuff, is like, yeah, let's play Halo, and then somebody go, oh, there's a little 11 gigabyte patch, or there's something else there. Like, I feel like that's one of the understated benefits about cloud gaming is that you just fire it up, man. Like, there's no updates you got to worry about. There's nothing like that. And so, yeah, it'll it'll be the grand equalizer in terms of performance. But also, you don't have to worry about storage. You don't have to worry about those big, long updates that you didn't update. Or if it's the first time that you're downloading the game, you know, Halo, I think Master Chief Collection is like 110 gigabytes or something stupid like that. So you're probably spending a week doing that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's a that's a big deal. And I think once people start to realize and experience that that convenience factor, it's one of those we don't even know we want it yet. But once you try it maybe once or twice and realize how quickly you can get into games that you're you're kind of more used to spending a lot more time waiting for, it's going to be a big deal. Just like anybody experiencing on Series S or X, these the speedy load times. It's like, man, try going back to a One X now. You spend a couple minutes. I think it was like three three minutes or something waiting to load up Grand Theft Auto Five. Like, no, thank you. You know, that's a. Uh... That's actually a point that I didn't think about. And it's hilarious you bring up Master Chief Collection because last week I texted some of my buddies. I was like, guys, you want to hop into some Halo Master Chief? I'm having a good time. I got Halo fever after the the technical test, which I wasn't yeah. part of, but really got me in the mood for Halo. And every single one of them was like, sorry, I don't got it downloaded. Right. But yeah, these barriers, man, he's got a killer PC. He could have, you know, if he was in the insider, he could stream it over to his PC. We could do some cross play. Mm -hmm. He was like, I'm going to put it in, see if it downloads after like two hours. It still wasn't there. So I'm like, all right, well, you got to go to sleep now. And I don't Mm -hmm. get a job. So it's a, it's a little bit of a, of a, of a good situation, actually. Like I I didn't think about that. That's a, that's a phenomenal point that it'll allow people to, circumvent those uh downloads Amon, you use you don't have a pc i don't believe you use cloud yep, you don't download. have a pc just a laptop but yeah you, I there you go even more even more important if yeah. you all only have a laptop i mm-hmm. usually use cloud on the go so when i'm usually uh, when i'm uh, on campus at university or something so yeah makes sense all right well exciting we will uh, get into our last story for the day um, and a little predictions. Uh, mm. so, for number four, Xbox has announced the Gamescom 2021 Xbox stream. On August 24th at 1 p.m. Eastern time, you can watch the official Gamescom 2021 Xbox stream hosted by Paris Lilly and Kate Yeager. The stream will provide an in-depth update from previously announced Xbox Game Studios alongside some third-party partners. Aaron Greenberg took to Twitter to set expectations, saying there will be, quote, no new reveals or major surprises. Gamescom opening night live, hosted by Jeff Keighley, will be the following day, August 25th, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern. And that will have some game announcements. Whether they're Xbox-related, we will wait and see. But guys, since we now know there is an official stream coming, 
Uh, Paris is coming back after he did that great extended showcase. I thought uh, he did a really good job in the last one. Um, so for our fun topic this week, I thought I would get everyone some tinfoil hats and we can make <laughs> our Gamescom predictions. What do you think is going to happen at this Xbox stream? Keep in mind, it's only updates on previously announced games, but what do you think we're going to see? What do you think is, is going to be announced about these games? Uh, Amon, do you want to go first? All right. <laughs> I'm going to go big. Uh, I think we're going to see a little bit more of Avowed. Okay. A little bit more. Yeah, because last time we saw, we just got like a 20 second glimpse. Uh, maybe, uh, probably just another CGI trailer or in engine footage. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to see a little bit more about. I would and, be uh, awesome. Probably some more Halo Infinite. Uh, wait, actually, I think we're going to say Halo Infinite campaign gameplay. Okay. The Halo, I think, is going to be a common prediction among the community. Uh, Avowed, though, that's that's something I would love to see. That's one of my most anticipated games. You know, Obsidian, big in RPGs, uh, made Fallout New Vegas. Uh, just saying, uh, everyone we were talking about earlier. Uh, one more thing, sorry. Uh, talking about Obsidian, <laughs> uh, Grounded. I think we're going to get, like, a f official Grounded release date or something. Ooh. I hope so. Um, it's been installed on my console for, like, a year now, and I'm still waiting for the official release. So, uh, but Avowed, I think, is the most exciting thing you just said. I would love if Avowed showed up. I would love to see more of this game. I think it's going to be like Obsidian Skyrim um, from everything we did see. It kind of gave off that vibe. And I love Obsidian. I think they're a great developer doing great stuff. I mark my words, in a few years, Obsidian is going to be like recognized as maybe the best Xbox game studio. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like Outer Worlds, Avowed, they have a lot of games cooking, and they have like two unannounced, uh, one AAA and one AA projects. So, yeah, a lot of games coming up. That's a great. That's a good shout, Sean. What do you What do you think we're getting at Gamescom over here? I mean, I think Xbox does a nice job, at least in this case, of setting our expectations appropriately. So as much as I want to come out here and say, like, we're going to see, like, the next gameplay trailer for, like, Perfect Dark, like, probably not. Like, probably <laughs> nothing crazy like that. But I wonder, too, like, just how crazy it is to talk about, like, the various things about Halo. Like, is it too crazy to think, like, we are going to get uh, a little bit of a, a, a campaign sneak peek? I, I think that's actually... If I'm ranking all the different things they need to talk about Halo, I think campaign is the least important thing that they need to be talking about. And I also think that it can really sway things if it if they get it wrong. So there's a huge risk, and I actually think it's least important. So I go that no, please don't do that. Um, but technical test that they did, I think, is still top of mind for people. I think that they're on a roadmap for um, to talk about multiplayer. I think it might be a little confusing to go, we just did technical tests, that was really good, let's show you campaign. Now, maybe at another point, we're going to have to do some sort of open or an additional closed beta or something like that. So I think they stay on the, the multiplayer train. I think they open it up maybe a little bit where it's not a... Like, you have to be an insider in order to participate. Maybe they give us a date for maybe the next week they start another... Um, another kick at halo because it's a free-to-play game you know it's there it's which is very very strange uh for me to wrap my head around just the fact of how many people are going to be playing this damn game and uh i think it 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 represents a pretty significant entry point or re-entry point for people to get back into xbox right so i, I do think that we'll probably get it would be great like my crazy brain is saying 
the multiplayer beta is available now and you can sign up or you can sign up for a closed thing now that would be really cool but i do think that they'll at least give us a date for the next time that we can play halo infinite which is just blowing my mind that that's even a thing it's been we've been talking about this game forever i missed my chance with the technical beta because i did not verify my my email because i'm a total idiot but oh, that would be like I mean, just the I, dumbest thing I didn't get in I, uh, I did i did verify mine and i just didn't get picked and that's what I tell myself, like there is still no guarantee that even if I did verify my email that I would have gotten in, that's not necessarily the case, but I definitely didn't do myself any favors on that front. But uh, honestly, like I look at Gamescom this year, like I have most years, which is like pretty much everything is a bonus. If they do give me a little something, something, then I'm like, well, this is great. But I, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be nice if this was just another like, you know, banger kind of like E3. E3 was just crazy. Maybe maybe this is a, an interesting kind of prediction, though, because like, I don't know that they've already said how many games they're going to show us, but, like, if it was, if it's a similar, like, fraction or ratio of games that they're going to talk about and the games that are coming to Game Pass, like, I would say it's going to be the same as last time. So if they talk about 10, then maybe it's 7 that are coming to Game Pass or something like, probably yeah, 7 out of 10 or 80%, 7 to, 7 to 8 out of 10 games are going to come to Game Pass if they talk about it games, at Gamescom. Gamescom Game Pass for Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> uh, oh, I still have... Uh, oh, Alright, I, I guess a, a few things just came to my mind. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Scorn. I, I was going to bring up Scorn. Yeah, good one. Crossfire X. Yes. Yeah. You can see a little, a little bit more of that. Yeah, you're and, kind uh, of... Is Psychonauts releasing before or after? Um, the day after. Day after. So yeah, we'll probably get some Psychonauts um, info, I guess. When are we playing all these games, you guys? <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> we know, quit podcasting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. We, yeah. we don't have time for this. Oh, I forgot the biggest one. Uh, Redfall. Redfall. I think we're going to get um, a gameplay trailer this yeah, time. Yeah, gameplay, yeah, yeah. Because it's coming summer 2022, so it's not that far off. So, yeah, I'd love to see a gameplay trailer. Yeah, you, you jumped in there with some that I was going to say. I think, because they do say third-party partners, I do think we're going to get an update on Scorn, whether that is a, you know a delay because it's meant to come out in the fall. And we've heard literally nothing about it. Uh, I think it's going to be delayed. So I think we'll get an update on Scorn. Uh, the Gunk is another one. Oh, good one. That was supposed to come out. I think we'll see an update on the Gunk. Um, Crossfire X, I can definitely see happening. But my big prediction, and I think it has a, a reasonable shot, is that this is where they drop the Halo release date. Oh, my God. Dude, that's that. You're probably you. You could be right, and Ryan Turford at the Xbox Drive said something similar this week as well. And this is just me lowering my expectations for Gamescom. Yeah, but it's like, do they need to do it? Has it has the road cleared with like we don't know anything about Call of Duty, which I don't know if they're dancing around or not. But it it seems to me like they probably could, or maybe it's in their best interest to do so. So yeah, I mean, I'd love a date. That'd be great. Robert Serrano leaked the uh, Call of Duty uh, Vanguard, which is a new Call of Duty release date. It's, it's reportedly um, November 5th. So. Vanguard might be the worst name I've ever heard. Yeah, it's an awful name. Just yeah. that's the first Vanguard. time I've heard of it. it like, art, this is my immediate reaction. Terrible as well. Yeah. It can't be real. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I know. Who's going to buy it? There's Battlefield. Vanguard. There's no way. Millions of people will buy it regardless of what's happening over at uh, Activision Blizzard. Right Ghost now. 2. They might as well call it Ghost 2. Give us a sequel <laughs> to that trash. <laughs> uh, I feel pretty confident in Halo just because we have rumors that Call of Duty is going to be shown off at the end of next week, I believe. Um, and along with the state of play, uh, those kind of coinciding because a lot of people said Sony's and Activision are working together on, on that reveal, which I don't know. Uh, if now is the best time for them to be promoting, but 
companies have contracts. They got to do what they got to do and promote uh, Activision Blizzard like we see with Diablo. But I think I think Halo gets a release date. I feel pretty confident that Gamescom will be the place to do it. And I think it's the right place to do it because we don't really have any other big uh, showcase between then and um, the Game Awards. And Halo's coming before the Game Awards. We, I guarantee, like, it's not coming after December. So, like, it's not coming in December, I don't think. That would be wild to me if it launches in December. Mm-hmm. I'm still holding firm that it's November 15th, the, the nice. 20-year anniversary. Yeah. I yeah. think it's coming out Monday. That's my prediction and if that call of duty release date is right that's like a 10-day window after the fact so i i don't want to say that's too soon which makes me a little worried uh because you know people buy call of duty 10 days they're not maybe they don't pick up halo 10 days after the fact but then free. Again, it's game free pass. yeah game pass yeah, yeah like it literally is free it's not even like free quote like with game pass it's fr- it, the yeah, multiplayer well, is yeah. free uh that is that is crazy man what about uh, okay so the third party stuff i'm going to steal a prediction from my my good friend ryan turford on the xbox drive he has used this at every predictions thing we ever said except for when we talked about predictions for gamescom so i'm stealing it um what about final fantasy uh final fantasy 7 remake coming to game pass that exclusivity period is done i know the integrate thing is kind of happening i'm not saying that but like when does that game come over and does it come in day and date to game pass and is gamescom the time that it happens i think it's yes it's 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 funny that you say that because the original Final Fantasy VII just left or is leaving in a few days. Right. And when I saw that, I was like, you know, what would be perfect is if the remake finally made its little way over. And you know, people were saying that with Integrate and Intermission, that Sony uh, extended the exclusivity deal. I don't know if that's true. I don't know what the length of that would right. be. But I do think that it would be perfect. Uh, if if and Square Enix loves Game Pass, they keep launching games into it. We got mm-hmm. Traveler, Outriders, so I don't see a reason why that couldn't happen. It's not one I'm like overly confident, but that would be awesome. I did just play it on my mm-hmm. PS5, and it looks beautiful. So like I'm super excited for people on Series X to get it. But I wish we had more clarity on that exclusivity deal. Like because you would just imagine that if it was as it was stated, kind of at the start, and that. It should have been on Xbox like the day after, you know, like yeah. that, that kind of ex- expired. You would have expected that. So, yeah, I, th- I think there's pretty strong reason to believe that maybe the exclusivity period has been extended beyond the year. Yeah, yeah. It was like April something, I think, mm-hmm. was the year was up and everyone was like, where is it? Where is it? Then they announced the intermission DLC and the PS5 upgrade. It was like, well, and then everyone... Well, Sony's got it locked down for a few more months, I believe. I, I heard you know what? Whatever. I don't even want it anyways. Final Fantasy sucks. I'm <laughs> oh, no, you want I'm it. just kidding. I'm you just playing it, it off. I'm it's... totally kidding. I'm, I'm, yeah. Do I think it's a perfect game? No. I think it's a really good game, though. I think it's a yeah, really good Yeah, no, game. I really am jealous. Like, that, to be clear, I'm, I want to play it. So, yeah, I, that would be great. I would... One game I forgot to mention uh, it was announced at the last year's showcase as Dusk Falls. I think oh. we could see that. We haven't heard anything about that game, have we? Like since is that, last year's showcase. That's like that. Yeah, we uh, got a, it's like a telltale-looking yeah. game, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, but we didn't get any gameplay. We just got like um, visual. Yeah, like a cinematic yeah. trailer. Yeah, I yeah, know, I know a little cinematic. Yeah. Yeah, I would love if they followed up on like those smaller games that we saw at the E3 conference over a year ago that we haven't really heard much about. Like I was saying, with the gunk and and score, and I think being the big two. 
Um, I think it's time that we need some updates on those. And then just don't show me more Forza. That's really what I'm like. I don't, we don't need to see more Forza. I'm getting, there's like 10 minute deep dives every week. Halo multiplayer. Yeah, sure. You can like, I'll always take more Halo, but I, I really want to do see those smaller titles and the more, uh, obscure titles uh, not obscure but like the ones in development that are yeah. super far along i think like, if you were to go through like the the games that they showed there's a couple showcases last year actually that happened that i think a lot of those games are still coming so yeah it'd be interesting to go through to see like when were they announced when were they like how many have been delayed and yeah maybe there's an update that we can expect from a lot of those games because they had like really good showcases leading up to the series x but yeah not <laughs> all those not all of those have come out yet yeah, they've had great showcases. Uh, Xbox mm-hmm. is selling it right now in the the marketing and the in the showcase. I, I can't oh think. oh my oh, prediction. Got one. Uh, launch date and you can pre-order your fridge. I want my Xbox <laughs> Mini fridge. Give it to me at Gamescom. Yes, that's oh man, that's it. <laughs> Aaron Greenberg just like pans to him standing center stage with the seriously. The Give me uh, the fridge. Yep. That's a, that's a I'll good buy one. two, man. I'm telling you guys, I am. I'm not joking about this. I am so excited for that stupid thing. What a, what an absolutely brilliant the whole the whole meme of it, the the Twitter battle that they had with Skittles. The fact that this is a result of all that, it's genius. I love it. You could uh, move that little ca- uh, dresser you got next to your your cabinet there, and just put two stacked on top of each other. You better right. believe it. Mm-hmm. Right under your diploma, I think that would look pretty good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be perfect yeah my my business degree and my (laughs) xbox fridge right next to it yeah perfect oh that's a great prediction to uh i have i have another another he's gonna be better than that you you gotta talk it's already for gamescom but it's for quakecom i think we're gonna get another look at starfield at quakecom yeah i don't know about that I think that's the Bethesda, that's the yearly Bethesda showcase, right? Yeah, but Starfield is like the flagship of next year, right? Like that is Mm -hmm. the Xbox game. So I think Xbox is going to be like, nah, 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 you're not showing that anywhere. Yeah, not a gameplay look, just like another cinematic or like a more Todd Howard interviews about the game, like more concept art and stuff like that. That's what I think. I honestly don't know enough about QuakeCon to to say anymore i i it's that's not, where doom eternal was announced that's really doom eternal yeah i did not know that interesting in 20 2018 i think yeah. okay well we won't have to wait long for that and gamescom is uh, in a few weeks so we'll uh, we'll see how correct we are when halo gets announced for november 15th everyone let me know that kevin you're a prophet and we'll leave it at that but that's where we're going to end the show uh sean thank you so much for coming on uh, it was a great show i had a blast this is amazing, guys. I know it's probably like in the middle of the night for Haman over there, but it, I had a great time. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. This is great. Yeah. Before you go, can you please let everyone know where they can find you, keep up with you, social media, plug yourself again? Sure, man. Yeah, well, yeah. Thanks again for having me on. People can follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri. It's Sean like Connor, Capri like the pants. And would love it if you joined us over on our YouTube channel where we got the Xbox drive, the Nintendo drive, the PlayStation drive, uh, the RPG cave. Uh, what else do I do? We the GamerCast is all over there. YouTube.com slash you, me, Capri. You got stuff I didn't even know about over there. I'm gonna More, have to go tons of stuff. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Not oh, all yeah. that's me. The RPG cave is uh Ryan Turford and and Garrett Bland, but it's all part of our kind of family podcast. So I love me an RPG though, so I'm gonna have to go check that out now. Add it to my podcast uh, Do it. list for the week. Yeah, uh, man. 
Where can they find you? You can find me at Amon underscore M05 on Twitter. I've been Kevin, a.k.a. The Muffin Mon. That is a one instead of an I and an O instead of an A. Uh, we will see you guys all next week. Uh, back live, hopefully, unless we have more technical issues. But we will let you know. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Project X Talk for updates and to uh, stay in touch with us. Uh, other than that, we will see you next week. Goodbye, guys.